and I meet two young men at Mount Sinai Church. Excuse me, excuse me. No, New Covenant Church. Uh, uh, President Bill Winston is the pastor. Love that Bill Winston. When I first came in the church, one morning I didn't show up for church. He was about to step into the pulpit to preach. And the and the, the members, the story has it. The members said, he said, I'll be back. And Bill Winston comes to get that one all sheep. He comes to my house and knocks on the door. He said, Don, you okay? Come on, let's go to church. Never forget that day. But then at that same church, I met these young men. Literature evangelist, Jonathan Runnels. And the other gentleman, Freddie. I can't remember Freddie's name. Great guys. Great guys. They, they, they come to our church, and I'm like, wow, who are these young guys? See, you, you, you young men, uh, you don't know how you inspire your older, your older brethren. You don't know how you inspire. I see these two young men looking clean, handsome, on a mission for God. They come to our church on that mission for God. And, and, and I said, my goodness, young man, where are you from? And they say, Oakwood College. And I said, oh, oh, that's our sister uh, institution. And the pastor introduced, had introduced me to them. And as I talked to them, I saw two young men on a mission for God. And, and I'm a new Christian coming in. And, and I said, I need to be where these young men are. They're coming in strong for the Lord, ready to work for the Lord. That's what I want in my life. But that thought, it, it, it just left me as I worshiped at New Covenant Seventh-day Adventist Church. And they left. After they left, uh, the pastor comes up to me and he says, John, I need you to preach. God's people. Now you see what you just did. You got all the good character. You went from his character to your. <laughs> Pastor, I can't preach before God's people. I, I don't have that kind of anointing. He said. Pastor, Pastor, I, I can't do that. I, I've just come out on the street. I, I'm only a baby in Christ. I, I've done too much wrong. Done too much wrong, Pastor. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it, Pastor. And he, he stretches his arm out. He puts his, his arms on my shoulder and he looks me squarely in the face and he says, Don, I think you can do it. Come on. Come on. 
And I said, okay, Pastor. This is No Paper, No Pen, Reality Podcast, Radio, TV Show, and we're reporting here live in Tampa, Florida. Feeling like Mr. Don Howard. Break out Fridays. We're live right here in Clearwater, Florida, right now. With your host, Marcus Brown. And we're telling the lives and the truth and the story. This is what this podcast is about. Telling the lives, telling the stories, telling the testimony of how God has come through. And how he has inspired us as men to come together. No matter what our circumstances, no matter what we're going through. We might be going through a broken relationship, a broken home, broken heart, broken marriage. But... God says, don't worry about it. Put that on hold and step out in faith and know that I am God, that I am God. And put all your worries and your cares on the altar and allow God to manifest in your life. It's been a a journey that I never thought that I would be able to even say that I'm... It, I'm blessed to see, but it's like it's like you ever heard the story about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> who had I had the very shiny nose. <laughs> when God called me that day, I felt like Rudolph. I felt like leading the sleigh. <laughs> Like leading the sleigh around the whole world to help Santa deliver all the presents. But it wasn't Santa I was delivering presents to. It was the people of God, the saints of God. It was the, the lost sinner. Preach it, Brother Don. Yeah. We can tell stories about Abraham. We can tell stories about Paul. But the most effective stories that we can tell to people is our own testimony. Our own testimony. Right. You don't want no because those right. those are our first right. hand uh 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 deliverance uh, first hand encounters experience. <laughs> experiences We only got an hour show. No. Yeah, no, this is the hour show. This is the hour show. <laughs> this is... We only got an hour. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, we no, me and Marcus, cause Marcus is here with me this morning. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Roll you one up a little bit. That's Pastor Will. you one up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when uh, look, so and so when I I, I got up there and. And and I felt like Rudolph <laughs> leading the sleigh to deliver all the presents. But it wasn't Rudolph, it was it was God asking me to deliver 
the present of his presence mm. All right. mm, mm, mm. to the saints mm, his presence. and lost sinners. Yes. And so I got up and it was well received. It was so well received, I said to myself afterwards, I think I could do this again. <laughs> and I'll never, I'll never forget, I'll never forget this is raw, the pastor. Picked me up for this church one day, and, and I, I said, as he's driving, so don't be afraid to tell your story. I said, I think I could do this for the rest of my life. And the pastor, 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 president, uh, 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 Bill Winston. He's now the president of the conference. Bill Winston didn't even look at me. He just kept looking straight, <laughs> and I could imagine. In his mind, he said, "You don't know what you're asking, young man. You don't. You don't know what you're." He never even. He didn't turn to the left. He didn't turn to the right. He just kept looking forward. He didn't even look at me. I'll never forget that. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And then, and then, I, I said, "You know what? I need to be at that school those young men came from. I need to go to Oakwood College." And so here I am. At Oakwood College. Yeah, here, here I am at Oakwood College, and I'm on a new beginning. Let's fast forward down to 1993. <laughs> I'm in the cafeteria at Oakwood. And there's this young lady sitting across the table from me. And I, ego conquest says, my male ego conquest says, she looks like somebody I could marry. And, 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 you know, there was a bunch of women there because they were all reading Joe Cruz's book, uh, Cosmetics and Jewelry. And uh, I happened to have it. Well, they were talking about I happened to have his little book in my bag. And I took it out and I began to discuss with them. And that's the first time I saw her in Oakwood's cafeteria. Yes, yes. Fast forward to she's walking across the campus. And if anybody know here knows me when I was in college, I sold ties to the preachers. And also Bible book bags to carry their Bibles in and preaching materials. And if you know Will Smith, if you know William Smith, he'll tell you I tried to sell him a yacht one day <laughs> on our first encounter. Because <laughs> I went from selling ties to yacht sales. I, I never sold a yacht, but I... <laughs> I never sold a yacht, but I was trying, folks. Uh, that's that ego male conquest thing going again. But nevertheless, you see, I'm setting up the ego male conquest, right? I'm setting it up. I'm setting it up. But nevertheless, I used to sell floppy disks. Some of y'all grayhead folk know what the, what a flop what a floppy disk is. And and I saw uh, my now lovely wife. My, my bride, Lois, coming across campus and I approached her, I accosted her and I said, would you like to buy a floppy disk? And 
if any of y'all know Lois, she's kind of cool and laid back. <laughs> she puts her hand on her hip, puts one foot forward and the other one back. And she's looking at me with her hands on her hip. Like, what is this guy up to? <laughs> and I, 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 I couldn't sell her a floppy disk. However, I would see her walking the campus at Oakwood. And you know my ego male conquest <laughs> says, walks, drives by her, rolls my window down, and I go, if you marry me, you'll never walk again. How many of y'all know that wasn't true? <laughs> I'm blowing smoke at this point because I like her. <laughs> I'm finding out that I like her. And uh, she worked at the grounds, on the grounds department and uh, Lois uh, was the secretary and I would call uh, the grounds department and she would say, uh, grounds, this is Lois, can I help you? And I would say, marry me. And she would hang up the phone. There's the male ego conquest was in full testosterone mode. <laughs> And she wound up in my biology class. All right. She wound up in my biology class, and I would skip biology class so I could go by oh, uh, the dormitory. Uh, some of y'all know the women's freshman dormitory over there. I forgot the name of it there. Cunningham. Cunningham. Carter Hall. I would go to Carter Hall, and I would call her and tell her I need the homework because I wasn't in class today. But how many of y'all know? I was I was I was chasing her. But you women know, you women know we're never chasing you. You're chasing us. <laughs> Cuz you already know you want to marry us before you marry us and you already know you like to chase. <laughs> but nevertheless, nevertheless, her roommate. Thank God for roommates. Gentlemen, I'm gonna tell you something. Always have a young lady that you can talk to uh, during your celibate time. Somebody, y'all didn't hear me. I said celibate times. I didn't say anything else. So let's not get any ideas here. <laughs> during your celibate times, always make acquaintances with the young ladies and be nice to them and be kind and be gentlemen because her roommate uh, was an acquaintance and a celibate acquaintance of mine that I would always talk to, her name is Fiona, she was from the Bahamas. And she would tell Lois, he's a nice guy. <laughs> Thank God for, for female celibate acquaintances, roommate, female celibate acquaintances who are roommates with the one you're after. <laughs> she said, so when you get married, she used to tell Lois. And Lois would play it off or at least that's what she tells me. She might have been telling her, yeah, he's a nice guy. I kind of like him. But nevertheless, there you go. One day, I am courting Lois and I ask her to uh, meet me at the pond for lunch down on Oakwood College's campus and let's have lunch together. And she, she agreed and I brought my little cheese and crackers and sparkling <laughs> well just sparkling non-alcoholic <laughs> non <-alcoholic laughs> beverage 
Yes, and 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 we we talked and talked and uh, I she asked me after that. Uh, I guess I was growing on her. She asked me to dinner after church, and as you know, a lot of you don't know, but I was celibate. When I came into the church, I, I told the Lord, I said, I'm going to be celibate until I'm married. And uh, I wouldn't get alone with women because I knew that the ego male <laughs> conquest was always lurking <laughs> in, my, in my soul. <laughs> and I called my friend John St. Rose and another great gentleman in the faith. And I said, John Lois asked me to come to come to dinner after church. Please come with me. Please come with me. And John said, sure, man. Come on, man. I'll go with you. He called her Lulu. <laughs> uh, he, called, he said, Lulu asked you, sure, man. And John goes to lunch with me. And I'll never forget that day. I, you know, I didn't want him to leave, but I'm so grateful that he left. Because I, uh, after lunch, I laid on the floor, went to sleep. And uh, that rascal left me there, and all I could feel was these five fingers rubbing across my cheek to wake me up. And I wake up, and I'm looking into her eyes, and the Holy Ghost says, this is your wife. All right. And I heard it just as clear as God spoke to Moses in the mount. Come on now. I heard it just as clear as God spoke to Moses in the mount. And I went back.